podcast, showing you how to reignite the embers of a distant and lonely relationship into a blazing, emotionally intimate connection. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, grapes, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul crush in love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can rekindle your relationship by pouring a little gas on your relationship ember. This podcast is for informational purposes and should not be misconstrued for specific relationship advice. For advice for your specific relationship, seek a local couples therapist for relationship counseling or couples therapy. Welcome back to Relationship Psych, the podcast. In today's episode, we are covering six signs. It is safe to trust someone. Trusting can be hard. Trust requires you to let down your armor and expose your heart. And a lot of the time it doesn't feel safe to take off your armor. That could be because you've been betrayed in the past by your current partner. Maybe a past partner has broken your trust. Or maybe you grew up in a family where trust was non-existent and you've never really known how to trust. No matter the reason that trust is hard, part of healing is learning to trust and understand when trusting someone is good for you and when trusting will hurt you. Because trust helps us live longer, makes our health conditions better, but when trust is bad for you, oof, it hurts. John Bowlby studied pair bonding, and he learned that humans pair bond. Usually in infancy, we bond with our mothers, and as we move throughout our lives, we have an innate drive to bond with another special person, usually a partner. Based on our early pair bonding experiences, we learn a few things. Maybe we learn that pair bonding feels safe, connecting, and we feel free and flexible in relationships. We can have closeness, connection, and intimacy, but we can also have freedom and autonomy. We can move from connected to independent, connected to independent, and it feels good. We might have learned that pair bonding feels unsafe and painful. Maybe you had a partner or parent that yelled a lot. And when you were close, it was very overwhelming. Maybe you had a parent that was smothering and you didn't have flexibility and independence. So you learned that pair bonding is unsafe and you're like, oh, I shouldn't do that. It's going to infringe upon what feels good for me, my flexibility, my autonomy. I don't want it. Or maybe pair bonding feels unsafe and painful because you feel like you need to fight to keep that person with you. You need to prove that you're worth love and belonging. And that doesn't feel very good. So based on your early experiences with pair bonding, you might struggle to figure out who you should let into your life and who you should actually bond with. If you have learned that bonding feels safe, connecting, free, you can likely intuitively pick partners who are trustworthy because the trust in your relationships has been modeled and you intuitively know what is trustworthy and what is not. But if you had relationships in pair bonding where it felt unsafe, unstable, inconsistent, and inconsistently and instability and lack of safety has been modeled as normal for you, you're probably going to be more tolerant of partners who aren't trustworthy because of the feelings that arise from these behaviors feel normal to you, comfortable. Even if they're not normal, they feel familiar to you. And if you had relationships where trusting and relationship felt painful, maybe you vowed not to need people and to keep yourself distant so you wouldn't get hurt. 
If you were hurt in the past, deep inside, your walls are probably up and you're not sure how to evaluate if someone is trustworthy, how to let them in and how to expose yourself. If you want to trust, open your heart, feel safe and secure with someone, here are some ideas to help you out. In John Gottman and Nan Silver's book, What Makes Love Last, they outline some criteria to help you evaluate, to hone in and trust your trust radar. Here they are, six little criteria to determine if someone is trustworthy. The first thing is they care about emotional impact on you. Untrustworthy people think about the impact on themselves, not you. They are most concerned with their own emotional payoffs, the own benefit to them. These people might be charming, charismatic, and engaging, but don't let that charm fool you. If they're mean, critical, put you down and leave you feeling small, consider the impact they are having on you. And if they care about that impact, if they don't care about the impact their actions, their behavior is having on you, chances are they are not worth trusting. The next thing to consider is honesty. People who are honest are demonstrating their trustworthy. People who aren't honest, if they lie, if they lie to you and others, and you find yourself questioning, are they telling the truth? This is probably a warning flag. Transparency. What transparency is, is if someone is forthcoming about their honesty. Signs they're transparent include sharing you with their family and friends, they're being open and forthright and answering your questions, and you have a sense they're being honest and you don't have to dig and dig for the answers. The next is accountability. This is where your partner's words match their actions. In the book, it says, it's best to be suspicious of people who just say, trust me, in response to specific questions. If someone is trustworthy, their words are accompanied by actions and their actions will help you determine if they are trustworthy. So if someone says, you know, I'm going out for dinner, just trust me. And you say, oh, who are you going with? Someone that's willing to be accountable will tell you who they're going with. Next, we have ethical actions. Ethical actions is your partner's words are in alignment with your values, your expectations, your morals. And so people have different morals and expectations. And if someone's sense of morality and ethics are out of alignment with yours, chances are you're gonna struggle in a relationship together. Lastly, we have proof of alliance. This is when your partner demonstrates they're on your team. They're your teammate. They prioritize you before others. And they show this in ways big and small. You get the sense it's you two against the world. And this person demonstrates they're willing to make sacrifices for you and the relationship. Now, a little bit of pushback I get on some of these concepts. They'll say like, what if my partner uh, is too controlling? Or what if my partner is too insecure? Okay, like if they are too controlling or too insecure, and this is sliding on abusive, then that's a whole other scale. So abusive uh, controlling that doesn't let you see other friends. It's called social isolation. This is an abusive quality. But these criteria to measure against generally normal relationships, these are things that you can use to evaluate criteria. I'm not talking about domestic violent relationships here. So here are some tips to help you evaluate your trust. So if you've been betrayed and you're considering determining if someone is trustworthy, again, you want to assess their behavior since they got honest. So now that they're honest, are they being honest? Are they being transparent? Are they being more accountable? Are they demonstrating ethical actions? Are they showing they're on your team? And do they demonstrate they care? Are they offering empathy, remorse that they have hurt you? Are they getting away from defensiveness? If now they've come clean, 
then these might be good signs they're worth trusting again. But that doesn't mean you should discount that they betrayed you in the first place. You want to consider how long they were dishonest and the severity of their breaches of trust. You should take all of this into consideration as you evaluate, should I trust them again? One big predictor of future behavior is unfortunately past behavior. So if someone has betrayed you and they haven't made change efforts, chances are they're going to betray you again. So if you're evaluating, should I trust someone again, you should be considering what have they done that is different, that demonstrates they are changing, that they are accountable to their word that says they're not going to do it again. Now, if you're meeting somebody new and you're thinking in your life, should I trust them? Evaluate people on these criteria. It's just a way to determine, okay, are they likely going to be trustworthy? Are they likely not? Now, you can decide what your passing score is, but chances are if they're not ranking pretty high, this is a big red flag. Now, if someone ranks high, this doesn't guarantee they're not going to betray you. This doesn't guarantee that they're not going to break your trust. And in all relationships, at times, we're going to betray trust. That could be in small ways, though. Maybe they weren't there for you when you needed them or you told a white lie. These aren't excusable. I'm just saying they happen from time to time. And are you with someone that's willing to make it better if there's a small breach? Because part of relationships is also rupture and repair. But we want to pick a partner that's not likely going to cause massive breaches. Massive breaches are just going to destroy relationships. Trust takes so long to build. It is like building a rope, thread by thread by thread. And like a rope that takes a bajillion tiny fibers to build, it can be severed in an instant. And so you want to pick a partner who's not likely to sever that in an instant because trust takes so long to build. So chances are, if you've picked someone that's ranking high in all of these areas, they're probably not going to break your heart. You're probably in good hands. I wish there was a better way to determine if someone is trustworthy, but there isn't a foolproof way. Trusting is a risk. It's always a risk to let down your armor and expose your heart to somebody else. Now, if you do this though, maybe on the other side, you get a relationship where you feel safe, special, and free all at the same time. Maybe you'll get to experience what it's like to have someone delight in your successes and celebrate your wins. And maybe you'll even have a shoulder to cry on when you need comfort. Maybe there's a person out there that will allow you, they'll be like the springboard to jump on, to propel you to do more on the world, to push you further because they're your freaking cheerleader. Now you only get these benefits of a relationship available through trusting someone else if you trust them, if you take down your armor and expose your heart, but you have to determine if that person is first worth trusting. To help you with this, because I know trust can be so hard, I created six signs to know if your partner is trustworthy. This is a free guide to download with an exercise to help you measure your partner or your potential partner on these criteria to help you decide if they're trustworthy or not. So if you decide that you want to do a worksheet on this, you want to gain some extra insight, click the link, pause the episode now, and go click the link in the show notes that's going to take you to the free guide, six signs to determine if your partner is trustworthy. It goes over all of the information in this podcast and also has an exercise for you to evaluate your partner or potential partner against these six criteria. It's just a little something to get your mind working to determine, should I trust this person? Are they trustworthy? Okay, now we've learned a little bit about trust today. 
I know how hard trust can be. I know. I struggle with it. I used to struggle with it more, but now I'm struggling with a little bit less. I used to pick partners because I just accepted that people were unstable, unpredictable, and they weren't going to be there for me. I picked partners that continued to replay these patterns. What I had to do to pick a solid partner that loves me, that has my back, was be willing to understand and take a step back so I could determine what trust was and hone in my trust radar so I picked some better partners sometimes. So it's okay if these things don't come naturally to you. Learning to trust takes work. Honing your trust radar takes work. And if you're willing to do the work, chances are you can learn to pick someone that's a little more trustworthy. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couple's therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.